Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to our online service today. My name is Ken Carter. I'm a member of the congregation here at Brighton Road and I'll be leading our worship this morning. Wherever you're located or whatever time of day it is when you're viewing this broadcast, we want you to know that you are welcome, you are loved as part of God's family and we are delighted that you decided to join us for this service today. In my work life, I have some long-standing clients who are based in America. And over the last week or two, I've been asking them, what is life like under President Biden? What's, what's changed and, and what's the impact so far on American society in these early days of his presidency? And while some views have differed a little, there's nonetheless been a striking common theme in their responses, and it's that of peace. One particular lady commented that on most Sunday mornings, the, the former president uh, would often take to various forms of social media uh, to publish tirades and to lambast his opponents. But she said, on that first Sunday after the inauguration, it was just so peaceful and we really couldn't quite understand it but it's been wonderful. Well, we can only watch America from afar and pray for that nation and indeed for President Biden as he takes up this challenge of office and seeks to bring unity and peace to that country and indeed to the world as we collectively seek to bring about an end to this current pandemic that we're all trying to grapple with. And today we're focusing in our service on the theme of peace. But it's not a latent peace. It's not a curl up in front of the TV kind of peace. Instead, it's a peace that is vibrant and brings energy and strength. It's the inner peace that comes from the knowledge and certainty of the love of God in our lives. And that because of his gospel, our future and our salvation is assured. And our pastor Tim will be speaking to us later in the service on the theme of the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. But before that, we're going to worship together. And I'd like to begin with a few verses from Isaiah chapter 40, which describes the origin and source of our peace. And Isaiah 40 verse 21 reads, Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood? since the earth was founded. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground and he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these things. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them forth each by name because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. 
Why do you complain, O Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. And our opening song, Name of All Majesty, enables us to respond to our almighty and majestic God, the God who is described in verse 4 of the song as source of all sovereignty, light, immortality, life everlasting, and heaven assured. So with the ransomed, we praise him eternally. Christ in his majesty, Jesus is Lord. This is our peace, and so we worship God together.
May I lead you in prayer. Let's pray together. Lord God, through Jesus, you opened the eyes of the blind, you healed the sick, and you fed the hungry. As we worship you this day, we give you thanks and praise for your mercy and your love. Loving Father, by your Spirit, you restore strength to the weary and give hope to those who are in despair. As we worship you this day, we give you thanks and praise for your mercy and your love. You call us, Lord, to proclaim your deeds and your wonders to all people. You call us to worship and to serve you that all may be made whole. You offer us a new life of righteousness. And so as we worship you this day, we give you thanks and praise for your mercy and your love. Make us worthy, Lord, to receive all your gifts. Descend on us like the light of a new day. Give light to our souls and put your praise on our lips. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Last Sunday, 31st of January, was World Leprosy Day, and it would normally have featured in our morning worship, but because of the advanced planning of our online services, it wasn't included last week. However, as our church is a supporter of the leprosy mission, and we have strong links with the charity around the world, we're going to take some time this morning to receive an update on some of the amazing work that they're doing. Ian and Pauline Jepps are our church representatives with the Leprosy Mission. And so Ian is going to share something of their work in Mozambique. And then Pauline will be leading our prayers of intercession based around the work of the Leprosy Mission. So I'll hand over now to Ian and to Pauline. Hello. I want to thank Ken for this opportunity to bring to you the Leprosy Mission Project for 2021. Also to thank the church and individual supporters of the work. I can tell you that despite economic difficulties faced by all charities in 2020 due to the pandemic, the Leprosy Mission was able to fulfil all of the commitments made to overseas projects. We praise God for this. He is such a faithful God, working through his people to provide life in all its fullness to some of the most marginalised in the world. Some years ago, when Nepal had a king, he asked the leader of the leprosy mission, if you had unlimited resources, what would you spend them on? The answer given was education. Education is indeed the key. Telling a leprosy-affected person that there is a cure and the earlier that it's received, then complete restoration is possible. That gives hope. And telling the community that there's no need to be frightened of this disease. Uh, that will prevent the sufferer being excluded from the community, the family and their livelihood. So how is this to be achieved? In this multimedia world, there are so many possibilities, but it needs to be done in the community and where the problem is greatest. Mozambique is one such country where the problem is great. Here it is on the east side of Africa, just above South Africa and opposite Madagascar. It has the highest prevalence of leprosy in Africa. 
In its population of just 29 million, it had in 2019 2,500 new cases. Leprosy sufferers there do suffer exclusion from community and family. The project for 2021 is to change this. It invites us all to be change makers. The aim is to build, staff and equip community hubs in the villages of the most deprived area in the north of the country. Dame Darcy Bustle, the renowned ballerina, has helped the mission prepare a short video under the title Unconditional to explain the project. Here it is. Hello, I'm Darcy Bustle and I'm proud to be supporting the Leprosy Mission's Unconditional Appeal. I first met people living with leprosy three years ago whilst on a trip with my family in Mozambique. It was shocking to discover so many cases of leprosy hidden away in remote rural areas. But I was struck by the love, grit and determination of those working to find and treat people affected by it. People like Zaina. She knows from personal experience just how devastating leprosy can be. Zaina was a young mother when she first noticed discolored patches on her skin. She didn't know what they were, but when neighbors recognized the signs of leprosy, they banished her to the forest and took away her three-year-old son. Thanks to the unconditional efforts of Leprosy Mission staff, Zaina was found, treated and cured. Today, she is a leader of her community, helping to find and welcome home other people affected by leprosy. Anyone who needs help comes to me, and the people who once banished me now come and participate in our meetings. We are changing people's attitudes. I am so happy. I wish I could take my heart out and show everyone how happy it is. Zaina is just one member of a large community of leprosy changemakers, made up of health workers, public speakers and volunteers, all determined to make leprosy a thing of the past. And you can join them and become a leprosy changemaker too, by giving a gift to set this all in motion. When you become a leprosy changemaker, you'll help find people affected by the disease, no matter where they are, and get them the urgent medical treatment they need. In the far north of Mozambique, Gabriel, a health worker trained by the leprosy mission, has been on the road for three hours. He's heard from local villagers about a young woman who is showing early signs of leprosy. If he finds someone with symptoms, he undertakes a thorough assessment, checking for patches, loss of feeling, and inflamed nerves. People often worry about what will happen to them if leprosy is confirmed. So Gabriel is ready to offer help and advice. Often, when a patient first receives the diagnosis, they feel frightened, dejected, and need supporting. 
we have to prepare them because the treatment is long. We also talk to the community. We invite them to a place, a community hub, where we give lectures about leprosy and stigma to reassure people. The Leprosy Mission is helping communities to build hubs across Mozambique. These are places of hope where people affected by leprosy are welcomed unconditionally. A place where they can meet without fear of stigma or rejection and receive the care and treatment they need. But a hub is much more than a place where leprosy is cured. It is the beating heart of village life. A safe space where everyone is welcome where health camps are held and where communities learn about leprosy through song, dance and drama. Please, will you help build more community hubs by giving a gift to the Unconditional Appeal? And if you give before the 24th of April, your donation will be doubled by the UK government at no extra cost to you, meaning your gift will change twice as many people's lives. Please join our community of leprosy changemakers and help make this ancient disease a thing of the past in Mozambique. Together with your help, we will stop at nothing to prevent leprosy and end the disability and prejudice it causes. That is unconditional. Thank you. 24 pounds, double to 48 pounds, finds and cures two people of leprosy. 161 pounds, doubled to 322 pounds, pays for a community health camp. 5,000 pounds, doubled to 10,000 pounds, builds a hub of hope. We hope you found that interesting and perhaps inspiring. If you would like to join the change makers and make a donation, then the most effective way would be online. Just go on to the TLM website and follow the donate instructions. If however you prefer not to or are unable to donate online, then send a cheque made out to the leprosy mission to us or Janet Bird. Our addresses are on the membership list. Or alternatively, you could pop the cheque into the church letterbox at the Brighton Road entrance when you're taking your daily exercise. If you would like more details, then give us a call. Many thanks. The Leprosy Mission Prayer Almighty Father, the giver of life and health, Look mercifully on those who suffer from leprosy. Stretch out your hand to touch and heal them, as Jesus did during his earthly life. Grant wisdom and insight to those who are seeking the prevention and cure of the disease. Give skill and sympathy to those who minister to the patients. Reunite the separated with their family and friends and inspire your people with the task set before the leprosy mission, that it may never lack the staff or the means to carry on its healing work in accordance with your will 
and to the glory of your holy name. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Then, Lord, we bring to you this new leprosy mission project in Mozambique. When you were on earth, you welcomed and included leprosy-affected people, and today we long for the stigma and fear surrounding the disease to be eradicated. We pray for community leaders like Saina, who herself had known rejection. Help her and others to be able to change people's attitudes. We pray for Gabriel and other health workers, and we ask for safe travel as they visit outlying villages in the far north of Mozambique. And we pray that as community hubs are opened up, there will be unconditional acceptance for all, so that all feel welcome. We pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Our reading is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, starting at verse 10. The armour of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. I'd like to thank Ian for the encouraging update on the work of the Leprosy Mission, Pauline for leading our prayers, and Louise and Jan for bringing our scripture reading this morning. May I lead you in a brief prayer and response to that reading from Ephesians before we sing our next song together. Let's pray. Loving Father, as we reflect on our reading this morning, we ask for your help in remembering to put on your full armour every day, for you give us all that we need to stand firm in this world. Forgive us, Lord, for the times when we've been unprepared or too busy or trying to fight and wrestle in our own strength. We thank you, Lord, that we never have to fight alone. Wherever we are, whatever the nature or magnitude of the challenges that we face in our daily lives, you are constantly at work on our behalf, shielding us, protecting us, strengthening us, and showering us with your love, your grace, and your peace. Lord, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In a moment or two, Tim will be speaking to us on that passage in Ephesians. But first, we're going to sing again a song that echoes those words, reminding us that whatever battles and struggles we face in our daily lives, our God is with us. He is faithful, and we can be still and at peace in his presence. Still, my soul, be still.
So, during lockdown, how much time are you spending in your slippers, eh? It's well known that people working from home at the moment dress for comfort from the waist down. If you're sitting at your desk, wearing tracky bottoms and slippers, no one on that important work video call will be any the wiser. And when I started out in ministry, those of us who worked from home were sometimes encouraged to change out of our slippers into our shoes during working hours as a tangible reminder that we were at home to work, not to relax. In Ephesians 6.15, Paul tells the Christians in Ephesus to put their shoes on, and those shoes represent the readiness of the gospel of peace. What kind of shoes do you think he had in mind? Well, this is part of a call to put on the whole armour of God. And in this passage, Paul runs through a list of all the pieces of equipment that a Roman soldier would put on while getting ready for duty. So these are army boots he's talking about. He's telling the Christians in Ephesus to get their boots on, to be ready for action. After all, no one wants to go into battle just wearing their slippers. There's some debate about what is meant by the phrase, the readiness of the gospel of peace that these boots represent. Does it mean that we should be on duty, as it were, ready to share the good news about Jesus at any and every opportunity? Well, that may well be part of it. And since soldiers do a lot of marching in their boots, might the phrase mean that we should put our boots on so that we're ready to go out, prepared to go wherever we're sent, to do whatever we're commissioned to do in the cause of the gospel? Well, yes, there's that as well. Readiness and preparedness are both possible meanings of the word Paul uses here. If we have our boots on, then we are all set to go at God's word of command. But the same word Paul uses can also denote firmness and stability. And it's not unusual for a word to convey different shades of meaning. If I ask you, are you set? I mean, are you ready? But if I ask, is it set? I might mean, is it firm, solid, securely set in place. So perhaps the good thing about these army boots is they've got a good grip. These are the boots that will enable you to stand your ground on the evil day. These are the boots that will help you stand firm when the enemy rushes up against you. Good boots will help you hold the line. And it's possible that Paul had that in mind as well. This is about taking a stand on the gospel and not giving way, no matter how great the pressure on us might be. It may be helpful to keep the ambiguity of the image. After all, there will be times in your life when you're really up against it. But the boots God has given you will enable you to stick it out. Maybe he needs to send you somewhere to get a job done. Well, God kits you out with what you need. The steel toe-cap boots so that you can work effectively. Perhaps someone needs to hear about Jesus and you're the person to tell them. Well, having your boots on means that you are ready and waiting to take that opportunity whenever it might present itself. And any one of these scenarios reminds us that becoming a Christian is not about accepting God's invitation to put your feet up by a cosy fire. It's actually a call to action stations, a call to be involved, a call to recognise that we're on duty. But why would God call us to action stations now, just the other week, we learned that we're going to be stuck in lockdown for the whole of February. The first step back to normality will be schools reopening, and that's not going to happen before the 8th of March. For the time being, the government's message to the country is very clear. Your country needs you to stay at home. So why am I talking about getting ready for action now? 
Well, let me encourage you to use this period when we can't meet together as a time of prayer and preparation and getting ready for when we can. Because if we prepare carefully now, when the risk level drops and we reopen as a church, we'll be able to hit the ground running. Starting up again is take, going to take a huge amount of work. And now's the time to be preparing for that. Now's the time to be pondering, once I'm allowed out and about again, once I could start coming back to church again, what is God calling me to do? And how can I be prepared for that? Will he have a new role for me? And quite possibly he will, because I really don't anticipate us picking up where we left off. For one thing, we were far too busy doing stuff. And I believe that God may well want to reset our priorities. I suspect the church will be different in all sorts of ways in the future. There'll be some things that we used to do that we're no longer able to resource. But I do firmly believe that God will resource and equip us to do whatever he calls us to do. So now's the time for each of us to be pondering, Lord, what gifts are you giving me to use for your kingdom in this coming year? God might give you a gift he wants you to use in church to serve your brothers and sisters. On the other hand, maybe his calling to you will be to use your gift outside of church. And so church, in that case, will be the place where you come to be resourced and equipped by, by God. God forbid, though, that church should ever just be the place we come to in order to escape or withdraw from the world. Church is the hub from which God sends us out into the world to live for him. And as we put on our armour, our lives will be characterised by integrity and uprightness and peace and faithfulness and victory. And we will be people whose lifestyle is anchored in the disciplines of prayer and Bible study. People who go into each day dressed in the armour of God, which means that we are equipped with all the qualities we need to lead the life that God calls us to lead. And that means that when we come to church, we will come to be built up and equipped with what we need to carry the gospel of peace back out into the world, into our families, our homes, our schools, our colleges, our places of work, our neighbourhoods. The way Paul links putting on our shoes with being ready to serve or share the gospel of peace also calls to mind Isaiah 52, 7, which declares, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns! And Isaiah pictures God's messengers running over the hills, carrying the good news of peace. The message that God reigns. That's the message entrusted to us. But what does it mean? What does it look like here and now in our present context? Some questions for you to ponder. On a daily basis, what difference does being in God's kingdom make to you? And in the midst of a pandemic, what does salvation look like? And in the midst of so much bad news, what's God's good news? And how is it relevant to real life? And in the midst of so much stress, how have you found God's peace? This week, you know, someone might need to hear your answer to some of those questions. Will you be ready to share the good news with them, if they do.
if the opportunity arises. We all know you can't run a race successfully if you aren't ready the moment the starting gun fires. And as people whose lives are grounded in the gospel of peace, as people who are called to share the good news, God tells us to be ready for whatever he calls us to do, whenever he calls us to do it. We're all used to races starting with the words, on your marks, get set, go. And for a crouching four-point start, on your marks means you get ready with your left knee on the ground adjacent to your right ankle, with the toes of the left foot turned slightly under. Arms should be extended so that the hands are slightly wider than shoulder width with fingers behind the line. And on get set, you raise your hips so that they are slightly higher than the shoulders and remain motionless. That's your starting position, ready for the word go or the starting pistol, ready to run the race and give it everything you've got. Are you ready? Are you ready for the moment when God calls you? I don't know what kind of week lies ahead of you. I don't know what kind of shoes you'll need. Is this coming week going to be like running a race that will take everything that you've got? Are you going to need to stand firm on the gospel in some way? Is God going to send you somewhere? Will there be an opportunity for you to share your faith? Whatever comes, will you be ready? It's time to put the slippers away and pray, Lord, whatever you have in store for me to do, help me to be ready. Amen.
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all and those that you love this day and forever. Amen. you 